0: Today on Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe and Big Al discuss some estate planning considerations when it comes to required minimum distributions from IRAs for designated beneficiaries versus non-designated beneficiaries. They'll also address a few listener comments and questions about the 403B escape hatch, getting a higher social security benefit, records of estimated tax payments, and what counts as assets on the federal student aid application form. They will also derail the entire end of the show while debating where in the world to bug out to when your wife throws you out of the house. But first, with some of the provisions in the CARES Act stimulus package expiring, the fellows provide an overview of the two new stimulus bills, the HEALS Act and the HEROES Act, that are now being negotiated in Congress. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. So,
1: it's August first, if this is aired on Saturday, correct. And then the podcast would be August second, right? So
0: now the podcast is August fourth.
1: August
2: what? <laughs> Get August fourth, right. give, give or take a couple days.
1: Yeah, we'll just see. Yeah,
2: and this, this depends is... on
1: when Andy gets her stuff together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the podcast
0: comes out on Tuesdays. Come on Tuesdays.
1: now. Well, wouldn't that be the okay? The second is Sunday. Sunday. Sun- Sunday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like the four. Should I pull out a calendar? the The numbers usually it's go been a long day. Alan. One, two, three, four.
1: four. <laughs> it's get a really long day. Um, well, anyway, so well, we, I, I'm guessing. Do you think something will be passed by the time this comes out? Because we're going to talk a little bit about the new stimulus act that um, is being proposed. It could be. So by the time you hear this, it might be outdated. Yes, but, but that's all right.
2: Anyway, we're we're giving you the best
1: information we have as of this exact moment. Correct. So some questions that are coming in um, because the, the the main component i of the CARES Act, yeah, it was a relief act right. that was signed back in March, yeah. And so if you look at it, there was a stimulus or a rebate right. for individuals depending on how much money that they made. Yeah, there was unemployment benefits. There was a kicker of unemployment benefits, so they had some changes with unemployment benefits, saying that self-employed people could collect, and then that there would be an additional six hundred dollars. There was PPP loans for small businesses. There was tax credits for small businesses. Right. There was some enhancements, I guess, to overall retirement plans by pushing out um, the required distributions and then the Correct. coronavirus-related distributions. That's right. And so, fast forward now, we're July 28th. And it's okay, well we need more.
2: Yeah. Well, and the problem is the unemployment benefits just stopped. I mean they the just they just ceased.
1: August first you know. they stopped, right? Yeah.
2: Well, actually, the depending tw- upon your state, they actually may have already stopped this week that we're in right now.
1: Okay. So that hurts.
2: Yep. So if we they had to push so, something out because yeah. So 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 yeah. So like in California, for example, the maximum benefits about four hundred dollars a week, and with the federal benefit of another six hundred on top of that, that's like a thousand bucks a week. Yeah. And so, but that that essentially stops at the end of July.
1: You annualize that's like fifty four, fifty some odd thousand correct. bucks a year. That's right. And so uh, there, so th- th- there was two things that I guess organizations or small businesses could do, or or any size organization they could lay their employees off right because if they lay them off hey the unemployment benefits aren't bad
2: yeah you're still gonna
1: make fifty thousand dollars roughly annualized even though it was for a four-month time period yeah
2: and in some cases people ended up making more more not working
1: yes Um, now they're having
2: trouble getting them to come back
1: exactly (laughs) so or they could say you know what and then some employers said, we don't want to lay off any employees. We'll just take a PPP loan, right? Right. So so the paycheck protection program where they were able to get a couple of times of their annual payroll cost as a loan that would be forgivable. So they could get cash from the government and then they could control those dollars and just distribute them. Yeah. So you're you're right. but, But the problem with that is that there, there's a time frame there too. Hey, you can't lay people off or you got to keep them employed for a certain time period. But then as soon as that time period meets where that loan becomes forgivable, what do you think potentially they're going to do?
2: Yeah, they're going to lay them off. They're going to lay them off. Yeah, so so we're kind of back in the same spot. So that's why we need more stimulus. And the House put together the HEROES Act, uh, I, I think last week, and the, um, the HEALS Act came out on Monday, July 22nd by the um, Senate Republicans. And so they're not exactly the same, as you can imagine. Well, one's three trillion and one's one, one trillion. trillion. Correct, you can guess which one is which. Sure. The house is three, the Senate's one. But anyway, now at this point, as we speak, they're, they're trying to negotiate and come up with a compromise.
1: And all right, so we we can kind of go through a couple of this. I think what's on people's mind? Do you think there'll be another stimulus paycheck
2: out? Yeah, and and we're we're kind of going off an article in Forbes that was just written. uh, And the, um, will there be a second stimulus payment? And the author believes that, yes, there will most certainly be a second stimulus payment, although the specific details are in flux. Uh, And I would agree with that. And the reason I agree with that is because both the House... Democrats and the Senate Republicans want another stimulus payment. So what, what happened, what will probably happen is probably be the same as what it was before. $1,200 per person, $2,400 for a married couple.
1: But this is a tax credit too. It's a, it's a credit. Yeah, right. I, that I, you're, you're getting paid right. a, a cash advance of a tax credit based on whatever tax return is on file.
2: Correct, and it's actually gonna be uh, kind of trued up on your 2020 tax return, but uh, it's based upon the most recently filed return which in the first one was either 2018 or could have been 2019. Now it should be 2019, although some people may have extended. extended. Yeah, so I guess it still could be either based upon those returns. And if your income is more in 2020, you don't have to pay it back. So that's what we would expect, just kind of another more of the same. Although I will say that the HEROES Act in the house, they wanted a couple thousand dollar payment, not 1200, but it it's probably going to be like what it was before, I'm guessing.
1: Sure. Um, uh, there's some argument based on who qualifies. Um, in the Cares Act, it was seventy-five thousand for single, hundred fifty thousand. That's adjusted gross income for married. Uh, the the GOP is looking for a little bit lower amount. Yeah, um, they, of adjusted gross income. Yeah, they're thinking maybe it should be forty thousand of income
2: instead of seventy-five. Yeah. So you know we we don't know yet, but I, I guess that it does seem like there is going to be some kind of stimulus payment for certain people. We just don't know what it is yet.
1: Uh, another big question, the $600 per week federal supplement. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there, Big Al?
2: Well, I, I think there will be a sub, it may not be $600 because here's what the Re, the Republicans want comp- 200. Yeah, they want to, the, here, here was their deal was, was that some people are making more than they were. And w- which is true. I, I know of people that are making more being unemployed, uh, than actually working. Sure. So what the what the Republicans are thinking of doing is starting with a couple hundred bucks a month and then adjusting it upward to get to you know maybe no more than seventy five percent of your pay, but a max of four or five hundred dollars per week instead of the six hundred for everybody.
1: So it'll be a little bit of a kicker, um, but we'll, we'll see kind of how the the chips fall there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the independent contractors, freelancers, so the the, the self employed. So that's on the table again. Are they going to continue to give those benefits?
2: And according to the the author uh, in Forbes, it's still pretty uncertain. So wait and see on that
1: one. Uh, The PPP program, that's already been extended, I think, August 8th. August 8th, actually. August 8th. So I guess. they'll want to look at extending Whether, that maybe yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I mean, these these bars, restaurants, movie theaters. Yeah, they got um, no income. Any type of theater, right? Right. Um, You know, Andy, you like going to live music. When's the last time you've done that, right? I mean, some of these small little cool eclectic shops and yep, yep. all of these people are, 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 are hurting. So I would imagine uh, there'll be another PPP program, but maybe they've had time to redamp it a little bit because the first, first go the, the, around, the was, first go around was, was a little, was little bit messed up, a little flawed. <laughs> know, I will say I've got I, the I, Los I, Angeles I, Lakers qualifying and getting a loan. Yeah. Right. I've,
0: I'm definitely feeling for my live musician friends who are trying to do like live streams on Facebook and stuff like that for tips. And they're just yeah. not making any money on that. It's no, just it's not enough. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. A good buddy of mine um, plays all over San Diego and, um, he's played for my mom's birthday party. Todd, yes, you, you've seen him. him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so the then can play anything. Yeah. He's pretty good. And so it's like, Hey, I'm, I do not know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing another stupid Facebook. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad, you know, I mean, he's got probably 20 people on it, but it's a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You know, so you'll right. know, you pop him a $50 tip because sure. it's like, he's got yep. a little kid. Sure. Oh yeah. man. So anyway, right. um, All right. So payroll tax cut. I don't think that's in the cards. According to President Trump, he's saying no.
2: But Mnuchin says um, that maybe later. So we'll see.
1: Um, In the CARES Act, there was student loan forgiveness. They pushed down student loan, no payments, no interest. Um, Stay tuned. We'll see what they do there. Um, Well, there'll be a return to work bonus for employees.
2: Yeah, this is a new proposal by Senator Rob Portman of Ohio. Um, He basically, and this was the problem. People didn't want to return to work because they were making more unemployment. Exactly. So we have to give them a bonus to come back to their job. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, stimulus for cities
1: and and states. I'm pretty good. I'm going to stay home, collect unemployment. Well, We'll give you a bonus. Yeah. Well, I'd rather take the unemployment. But I, I guess what, how about if these employers hire other people that want to come to work? Well, then would, they'll get sued.
2: Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, question about whether there'll be aid for states and cities under the new stimulus package. And and there probably will be something. The Democrats and Republicans are not agreeing on what it will be. And, and this is principally just because the income is down. People, can't, people are not buying. You know, the sales tax income is down. A lot of people are not paying their property taxes right now. So it's, uh, people are, you know, the governments, local
1: governments are hurting. Yeah. Um, and then what do you think, and, and the last one I want to talk about is with renters. Um, yeah. What What do you see there? Uh, that's a good question
2: because the CARES Act provided for a moratorium on evictions for rental, renters, Um in federally backed mortgages, but that expired July 25th. So it's already expired. I think that'll probably be extended being that COVID cases uh, and hospitalizations and deaths are spiking again in the country as a whole. So yeah, I probably, So. which puts a lot of hardship on landlords. Exactly. People, investors. Landlords still have to pay the mortgage. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, and so, you know, a lot of our listeners are real estate investors where um, you know, so the, the, their 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 cash flow or their income could potentially go down, right? Um, because yeah, because of this. So. Yeah, yep. All right. We'll, well, stay tuned, folks. As as the new bill comes out, um, Al will spend the weekend reading it, and then he will <laughs> he will type up some cliff notes for me to talk very intelligently. Joan writes in. She goes. The stimulus check arrived at my house on a debit card. <laughs> it looked like a scam, like many others. I chopped it up. It was from Money Network or some fake sounding company. My understanding is that checks and auto deposits are no longer the method for distribution of stimulus money. Simply call the number on the back and they will send you another. Still listening, Joan. So I wasn't crazy. They are issuing debit cards for the stimulus checks. Is that what Uh, she's saying? She she, she said it looked like a scam. (laughs) So she cut it up and now she's got to call them back to get another card. And she's gonna cut that one up too.
0: Which that in itself like a scam.
1: She's like, why do they keep sending me these cards? It's a scam. It's, well, I so I never heard. Where did you hear that? I, I never know. heard that. I heard it on some podcasts.
2: <laughs> it was not, hearsay? I'm not sure that's true.
1: I don't know. Google it. We got 36 seconds. <laughs>
2: I mean, my understanding is it's either an auto deposit, if that's how you have it in your, your tax return, or it's a check. Those are the only two ways to do it.
1: What to know about stimulus checks via debit cards?
0: Don't accidentally toss your economic impact payment when it comes on a prepaid Visa debit card. This is from USA News. There you <laughs> go. News.
2: Well, I, okay, I it again. See, that's why, that's why you don't really take what we see because I, I didn't know I, that yeah i heard so much.
0: nearly four million americans were sent uh their check on a debit card instead of a paper check according to the irs
1: yeah.
2: okay how about that there you
0: go Some of the provisions in the CARES Act can still impact your tax planning for the rest of 2020. Check out the replay of our YMYW webinar on that very topic in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Just click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes. And if you've got money questions or comments of any kind, click the Ask Joe and Big Al On Air banner in the show notes and send the fellas an email. I can't guarantee you'll get the right answer in the podcast, but chances are it'll be somewhat entertaining.
1: All right. uh, Let's see. We got Linda from Del Mar, California writes in. Okay. She became disabled um, at 39. The disability benefit through my employer required me to claim my social security at that time. I'm now 65 and my disability has ended. I am left with a smaller social security amount since I had to claim early. Should I suspend my social security until age 70 to get a higher amount? so i know the answer to that
2: okay good from mary beth franklin mary beth and the answer is no and i'll tell you why because she's disabled because the new according to mary beth franklin in december of 2014 remember they changed the law the social security administration The, the the social security administration clarified its claiming rules so that a request to withdraw funds to prevent automatic conversion to retirement benefits, treated or would be treated as a request to withdraw all benefits, including disability benefits. So let me go. Let me go back and set the stage. Uh, this it was a question on somebody that was receiving disability payments. And which automatically convert to social security payments.
1: Retirement benefits. Correct. Yeah.
2: And they wanted to suspend their social security to get a higher benefit amount.
1: So at age, so they were disabled, mm-hmm. getting disability benefits. They reached full retirement age. Yeah. And then they automatically revert yeah, to, or convert, convert to, to, um, to social security, security benefits. Retirement benefits. That's right. That, that's exactly right. And so, And you used to be able to do that. Suspend them and say, you know what? I don't want to take it at full retirement. I'm going to wait till 70 to get my 8% delayed retirement credit.
2: Now, the current rule is, according to Mary Beth Franklin, if you do that, this would require an individual to repay all of the disability payments they had received over the years. An expensive and unattractive option. So, that would be age 39 through 65. You'd have to pay all of that back.
1: 26 years of benefit.
2: It's not practical. So (laughs) don't do it, Linda. Just stick with the low. I understand it's a lower payment than you would like, but it is what it is.
1: The lower payment, so it the lower payment didn't, the, the disability payment that she received just converted to retirement benefits.
2: Yeah, th- that stays the same.
1: But when she looked at her social security statement that comes in the mail or online, yeah, she would, goes, my benefit she, at 65 should have been $2,300 a month. I'm getting 18.
2: That's right. Exactly. And she wants to maybe suspend it so she can get that higher benefit. And the answer is no. Uh,
1: yeah. Social security. Yep. Well, I wonder why they did that.
2: I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. Mary Beth Franklin knows her stuff. Yes. She's so, been on the show multiple times. Yeah, she has. And so if, if that's what she
1: says, that's true. Very friendly lady. Yep. Super. Joy to talk to. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do these webinars, Alan. Right. And I was going back and forth with this gentleman that had a question. Um, because we're with with these educational webinars that we do, I don't know. We're doing a, a couple of them a week, actually, like four or five a week. And a lot of it's on the CARES Act and the Secure Act and taxes in general. And when it comes, and I think we talked about this last week, or or maybe it was a few weeks ago, but I want to bring it up again because it's extremely confusing when people name a trust the beneficiary of their retirement account. The SECURE Act changed the rules in regards to stretch IRA, but for for most, if you're an eligible designated beneficiary, um, so that's a spouse um, or a disabled child or someone that's chronically ill and um, or someone like, yeah, is it like 10 years? It's
2: 10 years. If you're with ten year, within 10 years of the age of the person that passed away, you can still do a
1: stretch. And what a stretch IRA is, is that when you're a non-spouse beneficiary or an eligible designated beneficiary, you can stretch out the tax liability over your life expectancy. So, let's say you inherit, uh, you're 24 years old and you inherit a 30-year-old's IRA, you can still stretch out the, the the tax on that IRA over your life even though the IRA is probably gonna be pretty small.
2: Yeah, so that means you have to take a required minimum distribution each year but it's a small amount and so you, it can go over the course of your life. It won't push you potentially in a higher tax brackets.
1: The Secure Act changed that and so what the Secure Act said is that, all right, we're gonna get rid of the stretch IRA. You need to dump all the money out of the retirement accounts within 10 years. Um, and it could be five years, really depending on if the beneficiary on the retirement account is designated or a non-designated beneficiary. Okay. So it gets even, I mean, just talking about it, just hearing me talk <laughs> makes <laughs> makes it sound confusing as hell.
2: It is, I've, and I've already tuned out.
1: So. But it's, it's very important for people to realize this because I think a lot of people with a lot of money in IRAs listen to the show. And we talk a lot about Roth IRAs and we talk about, you know, distributions from retirement accounts, how to create income tax efficiently, you know, savings programs and everything else. But I think a lot of people will probably end up losing a lot of their wealth to unnecessary taxes because of how they named their beneficiary. And case in point was this gentleman that went to one of my classes and his question was, he goes, you said something that scared me, is that 10 years or five years is that the IRAs have to be fully depleted. Can you tell me more? And I said, well, yeah, if you have a designated beneficiary that's not eligible, (laughs) it's distributed out in 10 years, and if it's a non-designated beneficiary, all of the money has to go out within five years. So then he's like, well, I named trusts as my beneficiaries, so I should be good, right? And I was like, no, it's probably even going to be worse because a trust – in in theory, is really a non-designated beneficiary because it's an entity; it's not a human being. Right. Right. A, a trust doesn't have life expectancy. For in the old days, for them to stretch out the the taxes over the 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 tr- um, the beneficiary of the trust's life expectancy. Right. So, long story short, is that you have to look at what is the goal of naming a trust your beneficiary of your retirement account. And then you have to understand the rules within the retirement or within the trust is that, is it a conduit trust or is it a discretionary trust? And most people that name a trust the beneficiary would name a discretionary. Like, Alan, I'm going to give you my IRA, but I don't want you to touch the money until you're 70 you know, the trustee or the person that's deceased, the reason why you would do that is to control the money, right? Sure, so I wouldn't spend it. Yeah, you know, to control your spending habits. Yeah, yeah, right, which
2: you need to do apparently.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so like with kids, you know, it's like, okay, well here, I only want, you know, the child to get so much at age 40, then 45 and then 50. We've seen all sorts of different languages in this trust. Sure. So that's fine. But if it's in a discretionary trust and it stays in trust, those distributions are going to be taxed at trust tax rates, and it's at thirty-seven percent. Anything over like thirteen thousand dollars of income, and people that name trust their beneficiary of a retirement account usually have a lot of money in a retirement account. Right. It's not like fifty grand. Why would you spend the money to do all this? Right. So you want to make sure that you double check your beneficiary designations. You want to double check to see if a trust truly makes sense. What are the goals? Do you want to control the money from the grave? Are you trying to protect the money from creditors or maybe ex-spouses or, you know, maybe you don't like your kid's spouse and you're like, all right, well here, I want to make sure it's separate property. Uh, Are you, you know, so there's all sorts of different goals that people have, but I think, going through this with this gentleman, it's like, well, no, I have now these, my, my grandkids are, are named on this trust. And it's like, okay, but they're not going to be able to stretch it, especially if it's a discretionary trust, that you're going to blow yourself up in taxes. A conduit trust is something completely different where it's just basically I'm taking the RMD and I'm taking it out of the, the trust and it's going to get taxed at the kid's rate or, or the beneficiary's rate. But the problem with that is that RMD now is in 10 years. So that trust is only going to last for 10 years, and then it's everything is distributed. So I don't know. I, I, j- I just went back and forth with this guy for, for a while just to try to help him out. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe more and more people probably have a trust. Don't, don't you have an IRA trust? I, I do. I'm
2: actually going to get rid of have it. Have you t- Have you changed it yet? <laughs> Not yet. I need to. <laughs> so, but I guess to... To maybe put an example to this, because it's kind of hard to understand. So let's say I've got a million dollar IRA. And let's just say I have one child. Okay. I have two, but I let's say I have one. All right. And under the current rules, my kid has to take the money out of the IRA within a 10 year period. Now it could be a hundred thousand a year, it could be nothing until year ten, and it could be a million dollars, right? In year ten. That's the choice. And so but, the, but if I name my, my kid as the beneficiary, they would have the ability to take, they have to take at least 100000 Well, they don't, they can, they can wait till the end. But if they want to stay in lower brackets, maybe they want to bleed it out as slow as possible. So the prudent thing would be to take 100000 out each year or whatever. But my kid would have the complete ability to spend not only that 100000 but could spend the whole million if they wanted to pull it all out. And if I was concerned that my kid's not that good with money, so I want to put some handcuffs on that. So that's why I would set up a trust as the beneficiary. So the trust doesn't change the RMD requirement. In other words, the trust, the same, same, right? The trust has to take all the money out within 10 years. But let's just say it take, takes it out in 10 years, it could still be in the trust so that my kid wouldn't necessarily have access to it. But that whole million dollars coming out is going to be taxed at the trust tax rate, which is the maximum rate of 37% at around $13,000. So that's why you're saying it's very expensive. You'd spend a lot of money in taxes to do that.
1: Right. Because if it, if it's distributed out and taxed at the kid's rate, they need $670,000 of income to get to the 37% rate yeah, right. versus 13,000. Right. Right. So, I mean, you, you hit that top rate in, you know, with very little income. So,
2: so maybe you protect your kid from spending, but half your portfolio goes away because the taxes, when you add state tax on top right,
1: of it. Right, right. So, then it's a, it's like, well, what the hell do you do? I'm going to keep it in trust and give it out to the IRS or, you know what, who cares? I'm going to give it to the kids and have them buy a, a Porsche.
2: <laughs> but, so, but that's the dilemma, right? Right. right? And so... And with the stretch IRA, it was much easier, right? Because then you could take the money out over a lifetime. Now it has to come out in 10 years. And if the kid pays the tax, theoretically it'll be a lower tax rate unless they're already in the maximum rate, right? And in that case, they probably wouldn't spend it because they probably have more money than they need, right? But, but, But someone that doesn't have a lot of money, if they got the money and it was taxed at their rate, it would be a lot lower tax than if it's kept in the trust. Although if it's kept in the trust, the beneficiary couldn't spend it so that's the that's the quandary right, right. like like which is more important
0: Learn more about how the Secure Act affects your beneficiaries, whoever they are, and make sure those beneficiaries have all the information they need. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes for a ton of free resources. Secure Act Savvy, the latest episode of the Your Money, Your Wealth TV show, and you can download the Secure Act Guide and the Estate Plan Organizer. Both are free downloads and both are important resources for your beneficiaries. Fill out that Estate Plan Organizer with all of your financial. Accounts, wills, trusts, insurance policies—all that information. Store it in a safe, easily accessible place for your loved ones, and don't forget to update it regularly. Watch the TV show and download all the free resources from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com.
1: I don't know Hugh from Maryland. He wrote, wrote in a couple weeks ago. and okay. well, just kind of gave us a comment. All right. He goes from shows 278. Okay. While Joe was responding to David from Allentown. Allentown. Remember David from Allentown? I That's do. your town. That is my town. Uh, Joe stated in Ask, he qualifies for a CRD, so he should take money out of his 403B, the 403B escape hatch. <laughs> Who is he listening to um, who's coming up with this stupid term? Is That's that is I said? quoting you. That's what <laughs> you said. Yes. I said it's a stupid term. Yep. It's absolutely, I and I agree with myself one hundred percent. The escape hatch. Okay. Um, so David from Allentown was cheating on us. Maybe he listened
2: to another show. Yeah.
1: What? What? What's? What? What is this? What's? What are they called? What are what called? Teacher, I don't know. You, I, I can't read an HTTP uh, website address. No, he
0: says. Hugh says maybe David is listening to Dan Otter and Scott Danhauer, and he sends a link to their. Um, yeah, Podcast. what's it called?
2: Yeah, teach, teach and teach, retire rich.
0: Teach and retire, teach and retire
2: rich. rich. Yeah.
0: And he said That's he That's what did I was a, asking, Andy. Got it. Okay.
1: Got it.
0: <laughs> well, your your sentence wasn't fully formed, so it's hard understand. to
1: understand. <laughs> that happens I, often. I followed you. Yeah. See, big house. He's right, we're right one. We're <laughs> <for> Siamese twins. <laughs> That's right. Rough brothers. It's annoying sometimes. <laughs> uh. So he just did a Google search. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but, so who are these guys? Do we have any intel on uh, No idea. Are they advisors or are they just bloggers? The fire people. So apparently that's
2: the, who that's who came up with this um, escape hatch verbiage No. Oh, so anyway.
1: I got it. Cuz you were wondering who it was. Former teach and uh, teach for America and charter school teacher Eugene, I don't know what the hell. Who are these people? Yeah, I'm not be- sure. Everyone has a blog, podcast. Yeah, even us. Even us. But uh, I bet they don't get like five listeners per week <laughs> like we do. <laughs> they get hundreds, <laughs> maybe thousands. Hey, well, we were ranked though, something, weren't we, Andy? What were we ranked? We were
0: like number 96 on the investing charts.
1: 96, Al. Moving All up. All right, eat that. Broke the top 100. hotter. Otter. <laughs> What's his name? Jack Otter? Dan. Dan Otter. Dan Otter. We know Dan Otter, or was that Jack Otter? Uh, I don't know. Oh, whatever. Jack Otter. Look him up, and then we'll get back from the break. Yeah, and Jack Otter was on our show. Yeah, Dan, not Dan. Dan Otter. I think I know that guy too. Didn't care for him. But you making that up? Here nor there. Maybe I don't know I don't know. Maybe not. I know Jack Otter. Jack was great. Dan Otter. Maybe it was Dan something else. Anyway. Uh, David writes in from New York City, and he goes, hey, no question here, just FYI. That's always good to know. (laughs) Right. It's like they're either going to blow us up and say, or it could be helpful. Could be. Uh, On a recent podcast, 279, I think, I recall uh, there was a question about an online record of estimated tax payments to the IRS. Yeah, I was asking you that personally, Alan. Yes, didn't I answer it or apparently not? There is a way to create an account that both allows estimated payments to be made and records uh, records the history of those payments. I set up my account a year ago and I just used it to make a Q2 estimated payment. The link has the create account button so that's irs.gov payments, view your tax account. And New York State has something similar. Hope that helps listeners. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah because I, I agree with that. I, I make estimated payments um, sometimes. Right. <laughs> when you feel like it. So, and then it's like, damn it, I forgot how much I, 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 right? Yeah, right. And I just did my taxes, and it's like, oh, God. Where do I find out how much estimated taxes that I actually provided?
2: Yeah, the IRS is pretty good about that. So you you just set up an account, right? And you give them your social security number and a few things like that. And a password, you set up your account. You can make payments online for estimated payments, for extension, for whatever. Okay. And you can also see your past history. It's actually a really good way to know what you paid. And most states have something like that. We're in California. California has something similar. Appears It appears that New York state does as well. So I, I like that service. And in fact, um, talking about taxes, as we record this, it's July 15th. My dad is filing his taxes today. Actually, I electronically filing for him, but he will, he will not do anything electronically because he doesn't, doesn't really trust it. So he's going over to the post office today as we speak <laughs> to make sure his state payment gets in his Federal payment gets in, and there's two estimates, one for state, one for federal. Four envelopes get postmarked today. (laughs) So, bless his heart. I mean, some people need to do it that way. Yeah,
1: that's right, man. Um, The
2: rest of us, myself included, like to do it online. Very clean.
1: Very easy. Yeah. Um, When's the last time you mailed a letter of any kind?
2: Uh, I, I mailed one today because... I had, um, I had a client that has a charitable remainder trust, and you can only extend those
1: in via, the,
2: mail. via mail. But besides that, it's been a long time since right? I, I mailed anything. I everything, company, gets paid, everything gets paid online. Yeah,
0: I have a bill that I have to pay every month by actually writing a check and putting it in the mail because they want $20 to pay the bill online.
1: And it's $20. just not well, worth it. That's insane.
0: Bill? Well, it's like 500 bucks. But they want $20 to accept a payment online. And I said, no, um, I'll send you a check. Yeah, that's weird.
2: Because it's online, it's so much easier for them too. Unless it's a credit card, then they get charged for that. I would understand that.
0: Nope. Hmm.
1: I would still pay the 20 bucks. (laughs) Of course you (laughs) would. So you don't have to get an envelope and (laughs) write the check and then
2: put it in there with the invoice. Sounds like a hassle. It is a hassle, yeah. and that's how in in my early days that's your only choice, right? Yeah. Now that it's online, it's like this is awesome. Most of my bills are paid automatically, right? Just auto pay. It's like super easy.
1: Yep. I would say most of mine too, except for um, that's miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah,
2: I right. I still have to write a check to the gardener. Yeah, because because sure. I've tried I've tried to pay him online, and he. He, he says, yeah, I didn't pay him, and I did, and I show him the bank statement. I never got
1: it. It's like, okay, we're going back
2: to the check for you.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, we got um, Deanne. Um, so you guys, hi, really enjoy your podcast. Uh, probably someone else wrote in about this, but I'm wondering if your info on the FASA form was wrong. Uh, Deanne, the answer is, High probability. <laughs> we do our best. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I don't believe parent or child retirement accounts count as assets on the FAFSA form. I know when I fill out FAFSA, it mentions to not include those accounts. I believe the grandfather would be fine helping the grandchildren with a Roth IRA. Um, investments don't include the home in which your parents live, cash, savings, and checking accounts, ABLE accounts, or value of life insurance and retirement plans, 401ks, pensions, and so on. This comes from the StudentAid.gov. Same for the student. Um, I, did we say something like if there's a retirement account, it would be count for FAFSA forms?
2: I don't remember the question exactly, but I, I thought I thought the kids' accounts did count for FAFSA, but it's been a decade since I did that almost.
1: I don't think retirement accounts would count. Yeah, for pr- probably not retirement accounts. But like UTMA accounts?
2: I would think those would. UGMA accounts? Be. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but I agree, Deanne. In, in, you know, sometimes we just we don't even pay attention to what the hell we're saying.
2: <laughs> we're just trying to get the podcast <laughs> yeah, over so we're with. We're just trying to get this <laughs> thing over
1: with. We just throw out whatever we want. Um, Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, maybe we stand corrected. No, yeah. um, we're not FAFSA ex- ex- experts.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, so Ryan is 27. So I, I was doing, I did a FAFSA form maybe nine years ago.
1: You don't remember? Huh?
2: Not really. Okay.
1: Got Tom on the lamb. He writes in Al, you know, who Tom on the lamb. Is?
2: Tom, Tom on the lamb. I can't wait.
1: Let's see. He goes, dear big Al, Andy and Joe. Uh, I, like, I don't really care for last billing here. And I think most people would agree that I deserve front billing. You think? I believe. I think occasionally I could get top billing. <laughs> well, he's got a tax question. As always, thanks for a great show like the rest of the country. I've been hunkered down at home with my wife. I thought this would be a good trial run for retirement. Turns out that I'm not easy to live with when I'm always underfoot. That's probably a sane that so, and then some old timers say, "Yeah, yeah." Imagine that. Imagine that. It's only a matter of time until my better half throws me out. No doubt, there will be champagne and confetti when I'm gone. Oh, poor Tom! Right? I think that's happened to a lot of people. Yeah, Right during this quarantine. Yeah, I think so too. Andy, how, how how's your relationship? Stronger than ever? Yep, doing just fine. Okay, mine too. Oh, I know Big Al. You're like a cartoon. <laughs> but I, 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 I do know people households. who are really like struggling. Ned Landers, you know, just a super happy day. That's right. Um, I, I have $50,000 in cash in some gold coins yeah. uh, in my bolt bag. Bolt bag. bag everybody, yeah. wants, everybody needs to bolt. Yeah. She's getting, already. <laughs> he's already. He's getting the hell out. Put a couple of shirts and shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> there you go. My question is, is this enough? Can you suggest a good place to go? I was thinking Costa Rica but I'm open to suggestions in the words of Spock live long and prosper. He needs to live somewhere cheap, right? I don't know. I've never been to Costa Rica. I'd like to go to Costa Rica. You
2: know, of all the places I've traveled, I have not been there either and it's definitely on my list, but if I were Tom and I like that part of the world, I would look at Panama. Ooh. Supposedly it's cheaper than Costa Rica and somewhat similar in terms of terrain and a lot more violence could be. Well, you wouldn't want to go to Honduras, maybe, or some of those. But uh, anyway, have you been to Panama? No,
1: no.
2: I've just heard that. I've heard people remember there. I don't know. Well, you're you're young, but I'd say 20 years ago there was this craze about Costa Rica. All all the Americans were going down there and buying land, and then it got expensive. And then there was a switch to Panama. Maybe that's too expensive now, but that that's the last I knew. Actually, Tom, what I would do is I would Google. Cheap places to live as as an expat and see what pops up. That's what I would do.
1: Well, I think I want to go to Costa Rica. Yeah. I think it would be nice. Yeah. I think I'd rather go to Costa Rica than Panama. (laughs) They're about the same. Is it? Yeah. But you've never been to both.
2: No, never been to either. (laughs)
1: The authority. I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know what I'm talking about. You've been to Cuba? no uh, it's, it's, very <laughs> it's very similar i've been to hawaii and mexico <laughs> close enough oh. somewhere between those two. got it got it got it got it got it okay all right well um yeah the quarantine you know this is um something else but yeah it's uh, p- putting stress on some relationships it, yes there. i know there's there's some people i know that have a little bit more stress yeah me i'm you're good? I'm okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah. I mean, it, you're getting to be
2: happy as you get grow older, oh, right? Oh, happy I'm, go lucky. I'm super happy.
1: have <laughs> kind of been like pissed off, but it's not like I'm sad. No. Right? Yeah. I, because i got a lot of energy. I just want to get stuff done. Right. And Right. Some people drive me nuts. But <laughs> for, for the most got part, it. I really enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, yeah, it's kind of getting boring though, you know? I, don't, I guess the stay at home thing, the stay at home thing. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV. Right. Now thank God golf is on Yeah, because that's my saving grace. Sure. Sure. Right. Right. So I go play early in the morning, then I come home and then, you know, I'll watch it, you know, but not being able to go to restaurants. And so we
2: got, we got through three seasons of designated survivor. Okay. And then we watched this, uh, something called Virgin river, which Ooh. is, which is like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and it's a series. <laughs> that's still pretty good it has a little bit more teeth maybe than a hallmark but really? not, not
1: much got it's it it's about yeah so does someone come in and save the town kind of yeah. evil yeah the city girl goes <laughs> to the small town yes. and has problems and <laughs> the guy helps her out <laughs> <Boston> <laughs> i think i've
2: seen that movie a bunch of times
1: oh god no yep i finished narcos that was awesome yeah no, i don't watch stuff like that it's so good so, good. so, yeah, and then I watched Narcos Mexico, which is even better.
2: Really? Okay. I thought so. Yeah, okay.
1: And um, yeah, now I'm kind of searching.
2: The next um, one Virgin River. Birth yes. Put you to sleep. Virgin <laughs>
1: rib, River. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. Okay, well, that's all we got. Uh, great job, Andy. Thanks again for keeping us together. Thank you. Uh, big Al. Um, and I'm Joe Anderson. We'll see you again next week. She'll call Your Money, Your Wealth.
0: Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Get a free, detailed, personalized assessment of your overall financial situation by clicking the Get an Assessment button. It's the big green one on the right at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. That's 888 994 nine four six two five seven pure financial advisors is a registered investment advisor this show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision